Wow. Man. I love it, dude. Jim Morrison. I had to go old school after that whole weekend of rap music. Jesus Christ. Music is terrible nowadays. Well, you know, the ladies, they like the stuff that kind of grooves and moves. Uh, not a lot of thought processing going on, so you can kind of go about your business and enjoy the TikTok while it's uh, bumping in the background. Right? That was brutal. Every time we got in the car, terrible music. I know. It's welcome to my life, man. And you wondered. Remember, we were going through all the artists, and you couldn't believe how I knew all the songs that you were playing for the, the <laughs> yeah. VMA Music Awards. And now you understand what I live through on the daily. Yeah, it was brutal. A little tough. Well, I'm constantly being attacked by the CIA MK Ultra sound waves. They're pumping through the radio, so I have to do all sorts of other things to balance it out and, you know, get them out of my mind. Oh, they're attacking all your senses out there. I know. Your, that's... your hearing, your vision, everything with this cloud seeding. Yeah, man. Lots of endless cloud seeding. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, just, it's pretty nuts. It's on a schedule, though, so you just have to figure out the days where you're going to catch the sun rays. You know, capture that vitamin D and be mentally prepared for the onslaught of the tiny metallic fibers just raining down upon you and clogging up your pores and your your bloodline. Hey, man, you know, they're they're actually doing you a favor. Shortening my life. You're really appreciating those sunny days. This is very true. Uh, I have a newfound appreciation for sunshine. And also, you know, I mean. It's a challenge when they're spraying. You got to push yourself because a lot of, I got to say, when the chemtrails are going on, it is noticeable. An increase in the rage, the road rage, the general, you know, kind of uncomfortableness amongst the people. You know, you know, you walk around, you engage. Uh, the folks around seem to be a little bit, you know, angry. You know what I'm saying? On edge. So the chemtrails cause a lot of issues. I think there's a psychological element to the chemtrailing that is far beyond any of the physical stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Absolutely. Black, we need the sun. We need sunlight. We need warmth. It's crucial for our existence. And, you know, all these freaking creatures, these Mr. Burns-like monsters, Bill Gates and the Rothschilds and all these other uh, weirdo freaks over the World Economic Forum and the WHO, you know, th- these agendas they have to do all these funky, weird things to our environment to save the planet and save humanity, there's nothing good about it, man. It's all about making money and probably killing us off because they think there's too many of us. Oh, shit. <clears throat> I don't mean to interrupt you, dude, but we got a little bit of a tidbit from one of our guests here that I never knew. Oh, yeah, man. Did you know this about Jim Morrison's dad? I believe CIA, if I'm not mistaken. Dude, his dad. I had to look it up because we got a little note from one of our. Hey, uh, throw it down. There. Give out the credit. The, oh yeah. His dad served as the. Uh, he was a rear admiral in the navy, on the carrier group that got attacked the Gulf of Tonka. Wow. His dad got attacked. His dad was one of the ones that got us into Vietnam War. There you go, and there's a lot of talk about how that was all kind of false flagged up, if you will, in order to get the engagement going, right? Ah, uh, but dude, there's always, why is there always a connection with these, like, ultra-famous people? There's no way to fame yeah. without the connection. That's yeah, crazy. And also, again, I harp on it all the time because the little guy really freaks me out, David Minihog. David Hogg is all over the place. He's a major gun advocate. The dude just finished college. He's going to run for political office. He's going to take away our guns. Yes. If not the whole country, at least the state. Like the, He's going to take away people's guns. He is hell-bent. father's FBI. Yes. fucking FBI plan. How is his father the FBI, and then he was allegedly both at the school during the shooting in Parker, uh, and uh, is it Parker? I can't remember. And then also ran from his home to see the events of the shooting. Both stories have occurred at the same time, allegedly. But uh, David Hogg, son of the FBI, and just all of a sudden the spokesperson for taking away our Second Amendment rights? Come on, folks. Yeah, open your eyes, people. Everywhere you look, from the people telling you how to think and act and vote about, like, like the people out there, all these, like, the top celebrities have, like, these weird connections to the CIA and the, you know, that's weird, man. 
All and of them. the ones out there telling you like, oh no, Israel's good. Hamas, bad. It's like, <laughs> I don't even really know. Yeah, I, I agree, but I don't know. You know, is it just because you guys are brainwashing me? or? Well, apparently the... The brainwashing wasn't working so well anymore with Ukraine and Russia, so we all stopped talking about that, dude. That is completely... (laughs) Ukraine no longer exists, folks. It's back to Kiev. Sorry. No more Kiev. Thank God I didn't like that chicken Kiev. Yeah, Kiev. Yeah, we're back. Chicken Kiev was the same thing as chicken Kiev. It just cost a billion dollars. Uh, it's funny, we were discussing turkey over Thanksgiving with some guests, and we brought up Turkaye and how they're f- trying to get us to say Turkaye now, along with the new India. Did we get did we get a lockdown on what the new India is called? Uh, did I'm Google that up right now. If you Google uh, Barat. Map, so Barat, okay, yeah. So if you yeah. Google Map up and search uh, the Turkey region or Turkey itself, the country, it's no longer Turkey. It says Turkaye on there. We, we've completed the transition here. Uh, it's going to keep happening, man. They're, they're just taking away the English language. <laughs> no, I'm just... I yeah. admit, don't you think we... Should we just call it what it is, right? Like, is, is everyone in Turkaye saying, here we are, hanging out, what a lovely day in Turkaye? I, I just wrote a sweet song right there. Did you guys catch that? That was, that was like... Without even trying. It's the next uh, Travis Kelsey brother uh, song that they're going to release. Yeah, fuck you, Kelsey bros. <laughs> I wrote a better song in four seconds without even thinking about it. Hey, hey, traveling to Turkey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, Turkey, I mean, Turkey, Turkey and Turkey is funny because that's... Okay, that's how you spell it, and then we just couldn't pronounce it, so it looked like oh, turkey. turkey does. Yeah, you know that makes sense. But the whole Indian uh, barat is really funny because, yeah, inside India, apparently they all call them call it barat, and just around the world, it's known as India because it was owned <laughs> by Britain. And then so they long. visit America for the first time, like, oh, you're one of those Indians from uh, India, right? Dude? Are you like a dot Indian <laughs> or, a, or a feather or like Indian? A, uh, uh, Indian, you know. <laughs> Well, no, is your name Muhammad, or is it like Spirit of the Wind? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> We're so dumb. Oh, so my dumb. God. Good. We should change it to Barat. We should learn how to say it, I guess, right? Oh, my hey, God. We, we'll yeah, pronounce that right. wrong just to... You know what? As long as we have the Space Force and we command the Earth... We'll call it India. I guess <laughs> I like it. No, you should. You should. We. You should still call yourself India for us. We own the world. We own the world. We own the moon. We own the world. That's it, man. We probably own space. I presume. We need to be right? proud of our job. I am proud of the fact that I don't have to learn your name. That's so American. You know, like that's 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 our right. That's what we won in the two world wars that we won. <laughs> we won the right to be that asshole. Well, then we, the we best look out when we lose the next world war. You know what I'm saying? Because. Listen, Barat, when you win the war, I'll call you Barat. Until right. then, you're India. All right, well, we're in for a, a world of hurt, I can only presume. <laughs> That's why I say to our Chinese overlords out there, we so sorry. <laughs> Konnichiwa. Oh, I messed it up again. God damn it. Oh, man, you're going down, dude. I'll, half the show will be saved. We breezed through, and I wanted to throw it out there, just a quick one. Um, you know, we had a chaotic Thanksgiving weekend. Mike was over at the house. We were just having a great time, cooking up food, drinking our lives away, and we happened to just forget uh, very quickly, almost like it didn't happen, was the 60th anniversary of the JFK assassination, uh, a major turning point in our country, and probably a moment when, some would argue, a coup d'etat occurred and the country was taken over by these weirdo, pedophile, satanic elites who control everything and drink the blood of children to gain immor- immortality. <laughs> um, did I say that right? <laughs> I got a quick one. I've been, I wanted to throw it out there. You can stop it at any point, but here's Tucker giving us a lowdown on some info that really came out this year, and everyone just kind of didn't really think about it or talk about it. We asked this person directly, did the CIA have a hand in the murder of John F. Kennedy, an American president? And here's the reply we received verbatim. Quote, The answer is yes. I believe they were involved. It's a whole different country from what we thought it was. It's all fake. It's hard to imagine a more jarring response than that. Again, this is not a, quote, conspiracy theorist that we spoke to. 
not even close. This is someone with direct knowledge of the information that once again is being withheld from the American public. And the answer we received was unequivocal. Yes, the CIA was involved in the assassination of the president. All right. Well, I think that's always just important to remember that in the same year, we got confirmation that there was CIA involvement in the CIA assassination of JFK and or the assassination of JFK. And there were two agents involved in the 9-11 attacks. It was mind blowing. Uh, I mean, not agents, but paid informants or paid agents, whatever you, you know, assets, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it just seems like ever since JFK, there has been some three-letter agency infiltrating these scenarios that have mind-bending and massively consequential, you know, ramifications throughout time. You know, JFK was a wild scenario, and that changed a lot, and some really weird guys took over. And then I did a little deep dive on Nixon and how Nixon was one of the most popular presidents ever elected. And two years into his uh, presidency, or his second, what was it, the re-election, the Watergate scandal goes down. And who do they uh, install as the president? Well, it was the VP. But allegedly, when Nixon was rerunning, they made him, or the DNC forced him, to use Gerald Ford as his running mate and, and be the VP. So when they forced Nixon out, Gerald Ford, unelected, became president. What's, why is that crazy, and what does that have to do with JFK? Well, Gerald Ford was on the Warren Commission. Wow. So it's kind of crazy. They took out Nixon, who was on the record kind of expressing how weird and gay the bohemian uh, parties that these <laughs> elites go to are. Bunch of fags. His <laughs> words, it's not pres- mine. That's a presidential <laughs> quote, folks. I can't delete it. All right, it's out there. It's in the records. <laughs> but very faggy it's crazy they took him out you know and then they install a dude who was a part of the commission that was a total joke they completely breezed over any credible evidence about the assassination of jfk and the warren commission essentially did what the 9-11 commission did which was basically have no credible evidence showing anything really happened there and we blamed oswald for Kennedy, and then we ended up blaming, um, I can't Osama remember, who, who did we blame? Osama, Osama right? bin Laden. Osama bin Laden, the dude in the cave, right? Remember Optimus Prime? That's right, but what's amazing is... We, we killed him, dismantled him, and dropped him off in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> well, there was Obama's, it's, that was total bullshit, man. Obama did that just to get reelected. Oh, I remember him in the, uh, what was that, the, the operation room or whatever? Yeah, do you remember the footage or the vi- the photograph? It was Hillary and I think Biden's in it. <laughs> yeah. Obama, they're all looking serious. Ridiculous, dude. It's so funny because uh, I love seeing those videos of the comparison between Obama and uh, Trump when they killed that ISIS leader. Yeah, man. When Trump comes out and just like made fun of the dude. Right. He's like, he died. He died like a dog. He died like a crying dog. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right, man. I totally forgot about that. Oh, man, it's just wild to me that, you know, these events have taken place, and it seems that there's always a connection. There's always the same players involved throughout time. Take a look at the Bushes, man. The Bushes have been involved from day one. Uh, There's a reason to believe Bush was in the assassination of Kennedy. Uh, We have Bush being around during the 80s and kind of, um, you know, having that mini reign of terror there in the four years where we... Bush was president for four years, and we had Gulf War One. <laughs> That's crazy. Dude. Yeah, it's a little crazy. He's there for four years, and we just go to war with Saddam Hussein. And then Clinton comes in, who worked a lot with the CIA and George Bush directly during his days in Arkansas as governor. I mean, he was big into the trafficking of cocaine. Uh, they have a, a known I mean, airfield no Clint- there. No, there's no doubt Clinton was CIA. Absolutely. They, they smuggled the drugs in through his state. Yeah, I think through an airport named after him. I'm not kidding. I think it's like <laughs> Bill Clinton Airport, cocaine capital of the world. That's why all the bricks of cocaine had that C on it. <laughs> it was the C in the saxophone. Oh, nice, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it all came in blue packaging with a small white stain. 
really weird. <laughs> In the shape of cigars. <laughs> oh, man. It's weirdly weird stuff, but... You know, here we are now, Biden sort of in control, probably not. I think this is Obama's third term. That's what we got going no, on here. Obama was never in charge. No, since, since Kennedy, for sure, it's been just the, uh, the intelligence agencies have been running. I really think when you vote left or right, you're, you're just voting for one intelligence agency, intelligence agency or the other. Good call, man. They're just battling it out year after year, trying to have dominance over the manipulation of uh, the American public and the world. And they, and, and they don't really care who... I think for them, it's a game more than anything because they're, they're in charge no matter what, and they're probably working together, but they're forcing us to like fight and all that, you know, pretend... It's, it's kind of crazy. Because that's why no matter who wins, nothing ever really changes until you get somebody like Trump, who, instead of being a three-letter agency, he's a product of time travel. <laughs> yes, he is. I'm but, telling but even him, his uncle, the reason his uncle had access to the Tesla files is because he was FBI. Yeah, good call, man. So even Trump, you want to say what you want about him, he has a three-letter agency directly connected to him. And you want to say everybody does? I don't know anybody in the FBI. Right, you know? man, yeah. Except for the ones so, parked in their car watching me right now as we do the show. Hey, boys. The one that was ringing my doorbell. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Trump's existence is so funny to me because take that, that uh, supposed non-political podcast, uh, Club Random, with Bill Maher and Oliver Stone, right, that interview. If you eliminated Trump's existence from the political theater... It probably would have been a very fun, entertaining interview where they would discuss various other conspiracies regarding other things, like JFK and Vietnam and stuff that Oliver Stone is really into, you know, and talks yeah. about all the time and has a lot of knowledge about. But they just simply can't, you know, Bill Maher is immediately shut off from any kind of expanded thinking simply because this man all of a sudden hints at the fact that maybe Trump didn't actually lose the election. And the reason it sucks for him on his podcast is because if somebody kind of gets you on your show, you could just be like, oh, okay, you know, well, okay, okay, well, well, you need to go to new rules. You know, <laughs> then you right. go to new rules and everybody forgets about what that guy said, right? <laughs> on, your po- on your podcast, you're pushing back on Oliver Stone, who's not an idiot. Right. And so he, he, what happened is you kind of hear it in the clip. He just led you to realize the absurdity of what you're saying. <laughs> I know. And eventually you had to be like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And with, within five seconds, uh, you know, Bill Maher was, they were talking about COVID stuff, and Bill Maher was mentioning, you know, different treatments, and, he, you know, Oliver Stone goes, yeah, and we need to watch out in the future or whatever for these, you know, authoritarian kind of guys and situations. And Bill Maher's like, oh, yeah, of course. And he's like, like, Bill, like, uh, Joe Biden. Biden, like Biden's mandates, man. Like one of the most authoritarian things that I've ever seen in my lifetime were the vaccine mandates. Absolutely. The, his administration was the most authoritarian administration probably in American history. You know what? These last three years haven't been very great for a lot of people. Bidenomics, not spectacular on the savings end for most you see that folks. thing that's going viral about the $16 McDonald's? Please enlighten me. I'm obsessed with the McDonald's because <laughs> I live in a neighborhood where we're, we're paying high school kids more an hour and better health care than I get. So I, I don't know if I got this whole story correct, but from what I could gather, it was back in 2017. Somebody went to McDonald's and they got, or no, it was Burger King. I don't know. One of the, they went to a fast food. I think it was McDonald's. They went to McDonald's. They got like the gourmet, like this limited edition uh, double quarter pounder meal. Oh, yeah. And it was like, because it was a limited edition and everything, it cost $16. And they posted it online and this video went viral because it was like, this is how good the economy is, you know, when the Republicans are in charge, and it was like a whole like, Trump, <laughs> Trump thing, right? All right, yeah, okay. And the reason it's resurfacing now is because now you can go to McDonald's 
It's not a limited edition. It's not gourmet anything. It's just a fucking regular Big Mac. Number one. Regular. Number one. Regular. $16. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. So, so if the gourmet shit $16 was Trump's fault, then how come the regular shit being $16 now? That's not Biden's fault? I, I don't know. Oh, I go out to eat with Emma from time to time here, you know, and it's no, without anything extravagant, nothing wild, man. We're talking a drink with a, a meal here. You're, you're talking 80 to to $100. Dude, every time we went out, the four of us, just, it wasn't crazy, man. We talking one, maybe two beers each. Right. It was, a, it was $160. Every single place. I mean, we... I don't think we ever spent less than 150 bucks. No wild drinking whatsoever. I mean, we bought the booze elsewhere and drank it at home, right? Like smart yeah. Americans. But even then, right. I mean, it was it got really it's gotten really crazy at these places. We were at a joint where they were charging us one and a half percent for extended gratuity on top of the bill for the kitchen staff because they have to pay living wages. It said it on the bill, a 1% living wage, uh, because it was like the living wage bill or whatever. That, that's, they have to add 1.5% one, one to every bill. Crazy. Yeah, man, it's great stuff. Colorado, good policies, nice work, people. We're paying the McDonald's kids more money than most uh, folks who own homes, and we're taking away their taxes and giving them back to those McDonald's kids who make more money than them. This is genius. <laughs> It's beautiful. <laughs> and then I it's fucking terrible. And then I go on a, a date with the wife and it's uh 150 bucks for two burgers and a couple beers. Yeah, dude, I mean even a good salary, that's half a day's pay. It's outrageous, man. But right? yeah, that's Bidenomics for you. That's what we have going on here. And that's just the policies that are being allowed to take place or go on and you know, uh the, the liberalism, it's the whack job liberalism that we've been seeing uh, everywhere. Mike and I were hanging out on Thanksgiving, and I was up early doing some cooking, watching one of my favorite things, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. You, that was uh, so funny. Are you a fan yeah. of this uh, program? And uh, allegedly, we had more of the same stuff we've been seeing all over the world. Uh, two people were shot over this in Panama just about two weeks ago. So I'm, I'm applauding the bravery, at least, of these uh, jackasses. But I guess some people, I didn't know it was this ridiculous. Uh, I thought it was just a little kind of snafu. Um, but here we go. We had a bit of a protest for the climate change, right, over at the Macy's Parade. Also in New York City, pro-Palestinian protesters disrupted the annual Macy's Thanksgiving. Oh, it was Palestine. Sorry. Same, same. Same, same, folks. I know, same, same, folks. I'd rather be one of those oil f- than be a Palestinian. Oh, my God. You know? <laughs> wow, sorry. I, I misread the notes here that I got. I thought this was for... <laughs> you know what? It's funny. You could roll the dice. It's like climate change, uh, Palestine... <laughs> The gays, I don't know. It's one or the other, right? The trannies. That's <laughs> a moron glue. Yeah, dude, that shows your message didn't make it through. I don't even know which one of you <laughs> I don't know what kind of <laughs> you are here. What's going on? <laughs> I, I rolled the dice of three, and I, I, ran, I just landed on the wrong one, right? Climate change <laughs> felt right. Sorry, it was the Palestine people. They're <laughs> you know what's crazy is? Pick a lane, though. Like, the, the climate idiots do the gluing of the hands to the road, right? Palestine, do something new. Yeah, what's with the gluing of the hands? I don't know, especially this oh, one. Oh, yeah, you should just blow the road up. You're Palestinian. Well, I thought we could have really proved the point by letting the parade just roll over these people with their hands glued and just let oh, the parade go for, great. like, yeah. Just... Oh, dude, you're rolling down with, like, the uh, Snoopy balloon and you just got, like, <laughs> you're leaving bloody footprints? <laughs> Oh, that would be so great. I think it's okay. I mean, look, you, you glued yourself. I've, I've come to the conclusion once you have attached yourself to the road, you are now officially, legally a part of the road. Yeah. Oh, that's what I do. That is my thought. I can now treat you like the road. You have become the road. I don't support the extreme violence of the fella in Panama wielding the handgun and blasting away. That doesn't, you know, seem as fair as just using the vehicle and treating these obstacles as part of the road, as you would with any obstacle on the road. Speed bump. Just go slow. Don't hurt your vehicle. Right. Get over the obstacle. Just drive slowly over it. <laughs> <laughs> Watch your suspension. 
<laughs> get over the obstacle, you know? You don't want to pop a tire, get a pinch flat or anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, take your time. Oh, some of these guys got some sharp bones. You don't want to puncture a tire. Most of them got that little piercing between the nose. You know what I'm saying? You got to watch out, folks. <laughs> Demonstrators jumped barricades and ran into the street with some gluing their hands to the ground. They were later taken into custody. This comes amid heightened tensions over the war in the Middle East. ABC News has learned that pro-Palestinian protesters plan to demonstrate at shopping malls across the country on Black Friday. And then no one went shopping on Black Friday, so nobody cared. <laughs> Bidenomics, folks. That's Bidenomics. Oh, I heard Macy's did this so just so that someone would watch their parade. <laughs> That's right, dude. Glued their hands, man. How long does that glue take to truly set? I imagine these people were just ripped out and taken away pretty quickly. I mean. No, you just got to pour some, like, acetone on it to come oh, right off. It's so rough, dude. These idiots, dude, with the glue into the hand. I can't figure it out. It's so stupid. You guys are so stupid. So ignorant. Yeah, well, it's and what move. are you hoping to accomplish? Like, that's what I always want to ask these people is best case scenario. Like, worst case scenario, you fuck up your hands. Yes. You might do permanent damage to, like, your skin and shit. But best case scenario, scenario what do you achieve? Nothing. You're a nuisance. Most people see you as annoying, and you're not proving your point. You know, go around, get some signatures, try and push some legislature, get something done, be productive. I don't know. No, but have you ever seen where, like, uh, it's actually really popular in, I think it's like, you know, like Sweden, those, like, Norwegian countries. Oh, yeah. Where, like, there's a video of, like, they stop the traffic and people are, like, fighting with them. And then, like, one guy will just stop and be like, okay, what do you want? And if you just stop and nobody yells and nobody, everybody just stops, looks at them and listens to them, they have nothing to fucking say. They literally, like, don't have, like, they don't know what they want, you know? And it's really hard for me to, like, help you. I think there's no, there's no way for me to get you out of this road and out of my way if I don't even know what you want, if, because you don't even know what you want. <laughs> you don't even really know what you're hoping to achieve here other than getting a reaction. So if there's no reaction, then we're all just a bunch of, you know, then we end up just being a bunch of assholes in the middle of the road staring at each other. Yeah, and again, you're just making me dislike you and your cause. So it's kind of a double negative here yeah it's no it's the worst it makes no sense nobody knows what you're doing you're going after the wrong people that's right man we've talked about it before like if you want to shut some stuff down like go to wall street and shut down wall street for a day you'll fuck with some major players go shut down john Kerry for 24 hours you will do more for the environment (laughs) than anybody ever did gluing their hands combined Yes, man. Absolutely. You could stop throwing paint at murals. You could stop, dis- you know, disturbing hundred-year-old art. Go stop John Kerry and his private fleet of jets that they rent out to other millionaires. That will do more for this planet than anything else. Taylor Swift has three jets and two islands. Yeah, but they just run on love. Oh, right. <laughs> well, jet fuel too, but lo- mostly love for for Travis. I know. That's yeah. how it is. <laughs> Well, sometimes, folks, uh, love goes wrong, and that did happen about 10 years ago. Uh, Famously, I didn't realize that that much time had passed, but uh, we recall our favorite superhero of the modern era, Blade Runner, uh, Oscar Pistorius. Oh, yeah, dude. The man with no legs, but with superhuman legs. (laughs) Watching this guy, like, I was seeing all all this footage of him racing and i was reminded again of why we were also like encapsulated by his ability with these blades man yeah he was cheating with those fake legs we started like con- like talking about how like if you have these prosthetics like you-, you could actually have an advantage and be better than normal people yeah it's not fair what we need to do is have people with blades race people like leah thomas maybe that'll be a little more fair oh good call Right, Leah Thomas, <laughs> you're a tranny, you want to race women? Fine. These women have no legs. They have blade legs. <laughs> legs. Bionic legs. Bionic legs, man. <laughs> yeah, right? Leah Thomas, you can race all the women you want, but they have bionic legs. <laughs> like they shoot the gun, 
Leah Thomas takes off and looks back, and all of their feet are turning into wheels. <laughs> <laughs> I got so many images in my mind right now. It's crazy. <laughs> they just take off past him. Yeah, man. We got the bionic leg women racing against the trainy dudes trying to beat chicks. Maybe now we have a fair race going in. Oh, yeah. Especially if you give those uh, no legged women testosterone. Yeah, man. Maybe even uh, attach a few dicks. They're bionic, right? <laughs> Get some bio dicks added uh, to what? that lady. <laughs> hey, you're a track star. Guaranteed you're a lesbian anyways. You're going <laughs> to love right. this dick in the future. <laughs> oh, man. We're gonna, the future's going to get weirder. I just hope everybody's ready. <laughs> It's only getting weirder from here, but this is really wild stuff. This Pistorius guy, I didn't know you could just, like, serve time in other countries for murder, and then that's it. You're done. You're living your life, probably writing your books. He's, I can assume, going to be in some movies of some sort. I mean, he's the Blade Runner, man, right? Well, let's check it out here. He's got to do a podcast with OJ. They should call it Renegades. Yes! We both killed our women and got away with it. That is a renegade. Wow, man. Great call. Renegades with Oscar Pistorius. Well, this would and have to be Renegades Sims. 2 for you know, copyright reasons. Well, no. They could just call it Renegades. If anyone has a problem, they can come talk to face-to-face with these two murderers and see what they have to think about. <laughs> the OJ <laughs> Yeah. And it's OPOJ. I mean, come on. Oh, wow. Could you imagine OJ having the ability to wield two leg blades? Dude, come on. And I can already see the symbol for your uh, podcast. It's the O and then the P with the J combined. So it's like one line. Wow, man. You know what I mean? It's the OJ OP show. This is, this is good stuff. I think we're on to something. We yeah, should call them up. Opportunity. Seriously. <laughs> I'm sure he's already got a contract <laughs> with Spotify, all right? Nah, Apple. Well, they, they're going to have to replace uh, Trevor Noah's show that no one listened to that came out like two <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he would replace Jon Stewart on Apple TV. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Where is Jon Stewart? Dude, did he just... Oh, he's gone. Is he completely gone? Is his show back? What happened? I heard they gave him a job at Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I totally forgot his show like was a thing. I got to look it up. There's got to be good stuff to clip, man. Who? John Stewart. No, his show got canceled. Oh, it actually did get canceled. Yeah, remember? A while back, we talked about it. Long time ago. Man, He's done. Just He's not on anything right now. He's just waiting to come out of the desk. <laughs> that's right. That's all he's got at this point. Maybe he got in big trouble for, you know, talking about the Wuhan lab theory. Yeah, I don't think they liked that. Yeah, nobody nobody watched his show. That's the bottom line. You know, I mean, it was terrible. He had the, he was going with the inclusivity co-hosts. You can't do that. Uh, you can't check terrible. the boxes, oh, man. Oh, it was so bad. They were so unfunny. It was no good. Uh, the the box checking it, it leads to demise, no doubt. Do you want to do the Blade Runner guy? Are you Dude, into it? Did you see Disney? What happened to Disney? I love anything about Disney because you know me. I definitely did not go see the Marvels like everybody else. Uh, so speaking of Apple TV, the reviews. big news this uh, Thanksgiving week is that Apple TV released uh, Napoleon with Phoenix, uh, jo- jo- yeah. Joachim Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin. Yeah, That's right, man. Fucking name. Joaquin. So Joaquin. And, uh, they did that, and then Disney released this movie, Wishes. Wish, which, yes. Uh, which is apparently about how, like, everybody's life sucks because we pray to God, and then we need this, like, black young female to come grant our wishes. <laughs> well, the savior of Disney in all scenarios is the black lesbian. That's the, the black lesbian shall save us because the black lesbian is the strongest, the smartest, the fastest, the most powerful. Okay. We have so much to learn from them, Frank. I just, uh, if I could go back but, in time and be a black lesbian, I'd be so much better in my life. But the reason these two are so notable is both of them cost $200 million, and both of them are raking, are rate, they brought in less than $10 million over this weekend. Wow. Expected to make only about 30 something million. <laughs> oh, man. 
Each one costs two hundred million to make. Wow. It must be because everybody hates Joaquin Phoenix, even though he had like the greatest Joker movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. It has to do with the fact that it's fifteen bucks plus for a ticket. On top of the other shit you buy when you go to see the movie, and then you're sitting there and you take a look at your watch, and it's an hour and a half in, and you're watching Napoleon, and you still have another hour and a half to go. Yeah, that's really what it is. And every beer is costing you fucking $17. I can't get over the fact that I saw one movie in the last year. It was Mario Brothers clocking in at 94 minutes. Such a great movie. Best movie of the year. That's the only thing we had time to go see. Yeah, good call. Because I want to go. Ahead, I want to maybe go get something to eat, get a few pre pre booze. Yes, you know? absolutely. That's what we do, man. You know, go have a dinner, drink some brews, and feel loose. Maybe smoke a fat doobie in the car right before we head into the flick. And I expect that high to last about ninety minutes. And that, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. And uh, I don't want to be. I don't want to learn about why I'm a racist bigot. Right, yeah. Well, Napoleon right. Napoleon does sound cool. I love war epic movies, you know, but I saw the time on it. I think it's about, it's a three three hour plus, if I'm not mistaken. No, three plus? It's a three plus for sure. Just like Flowers of the Moon or whatever, the new Leo DiCaprio Scorsese flick sounds like it would be an interesting viewing. But I just, I gotta have, I'm gonna dedicate probably two days to check it out. Maybe on the next snow day. Two hours, 38 minutes. I think that's already too far. I I swear, you could have told me the story of Napoleon in 90 minutes, I promise. And this is one of those very few where you're like, this movie definitely sucks because it's 61 with the critics. 68 with the audience. Oh, yeah, that's not good. I mean, comparatively, the Marvel's actually, like, in the 80s with the audience, which is kind of crazy. It depends on, oh, the Marvel's? Yeah, the the Marvel's low rating with the critics, high with the audience, and also Marvel's, I believe, clocking in at, you know, maybe hour 20. Yeah, but they're not making any money with it. Well, no, I mean, it sucks still, you know? <laughs> so I guess the people that, yeah, hour 45, good call. But you, like... Dude, but, but just look at the... Okay, here's the <laughs> cast. These are just the first six names that pop up. Park Seo-Joon, Brie Larson, Iman Villani, Zawi Ashton, <laughs> Tiana Paris, Lashana Lynch. Okay, so this movie's clearly not for me. <laughs> And they don't understand why more people want to go see the Avengers with Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and you know and Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, right? Can't figure it out, man. You don't want to go, you know, you're not a big fan of Zowie Ashton and Lashana Lynch. That's right, man. What about Tiana Te- Paris? Come on, Frank. Ah, uh, this it's star. You got to have the star power, right? That's what it's all about. Ultimately, yeah, they got part CEO June. <laughs> oh, you don't know who that is? No. I still can't tell if it's a man or a woman. I, like, <laughs> don't even totally know who Brie Larson is, actually, but I know she's the blonde. <laughs> Good call. Do you know what I'm saying? I have not seen a lot of Brie Larson out there. Not fully familiar. She uh, used to be in a bunch of shit, maybe, right? I don't know. She's young. I have no idea. Like, see, that's the... Oh, she was in, she was in Fast X and... Uh... She was in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I think that's where I know her. Iron Man worked so well because you had Robert Downey Jr. on his like fourth rehab, and he's resurrecting his career, and everyone was excited to see Robert Downey Jr. back. You know, like you gotta if you want to resurrect yeah, yeah, yeah. the MCU, bring in some characters, but resurrect some careers. Like bring back John Travolta as a villain, and like you know, just like really right. blow our she minds. Dude, what was that movie? Shark Tank or something? No, not Shark Tank. Oh, the one where Halle Berry shows her tits? Yeah. Uh, see, nobody remembers the name of the movie, but we all remember uh, Halle Berry. Showing you can't forget t- a great set of tits. You know what I mean? Those burn into your... Man, Halle Berry. Dude, you know man, what Brie Lawson was in? Is uh, The Gambler. That was such a great movie. I don't remember that one, but you were thinking of Swordfish with uh, John Travolta. Swordfish. Yeah, that's right, man. Great movie. You don't remember The Gambler? That was with Marky Mark. 
One of his, probably one of his best, probably his best movie. John okay. Goodman's in yeah, it. Maybe I do remember that one, actually. Marky yeah. Mark is like a professor who yeah, like, I do, uh, uh, has a gambling problem, come right. from like a rich family. That's a, you know, deep cut. Oh, I'm Don not... Cheeto's in it, too. I'm just kidding, Michael Kenna. <laughs> oh, man, I got really excited. I love when something pops up. Well, MCU, the you know, the Marvel Universe, Mike, that's John Cheadle territory all over it. Oh, he wins a knob or... <laughs> Do you know what's knob. funny? Do you know what's funny about your Don Cheadle mistake actually is that the original Iron Man had a different actor playing the Rhodes character and then he wanted a higher contract and they cut him and replaced him with Don Cheadle and didn't mention anything about the replacement. It's so funny. Then Don Cheadle did like 5 minutes in the movie and won an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Remember? Did that was when we just like had to find black guys to give awards to. So we're like, I don't know. Don Cheadle played a supporting role. He was in there for five minutes. Uh, <laughs> so racist. Oh, man, that's good stuff. I imagine uh, we'll see Don Cheadle in a future Netflix iteration of the story of George Floyd, probably. He'll play George Floyd, I imagine. Uh, you know? <laughs> no. That would, oh, that might be Will Smith's comeback. Wow, as George Floyd? I mean, he fits the part, kind of, you know? Man. Looks similar height, similar build. Kind of similarly tragic Loves lives. beating women. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of George Floyd, uh, Derek Chauvin is back in the news, the cop that we sent to jail for the rest of his life because he was just policing a situation. Uh, here we go. Uh, he had the audacity of doing his job of protecting the he, community. He literally was just uh, doing what he's trained, and we're going to hear what his uh, fate is currently. Some more breaking news. Former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin, who was convicted in George Floyd's murder, was stabbed Friday at an Arizona federal prison. NBC's Liz Kreutz has the very latest on his condition. To you, Liz. Alex, a law enforcement source tells NBC News that Derek Chauvin was seriously injured after being stabbed at the medium security correctional facility, federal correctional facility, where he is at right now in Tucson, Arizona. He was recently transferred there from a maximum security state prison in Minnesota. Now, the former Minneapolis police officer who was convicted in the murder of George Floyd remains hospitalized right now. His condition is not known. In a statement, the Bureau of Prisons did confirm that an assault happened, although they did not name Chauvin. They said this happened at 12.30 p.m. Friday. The agency said employees performed life-saving measures before transferring the inmate to the hospital. Now, this is the second attack on a high-profile inmate over the last five months. In July, the disgraced sports doctor Larry Nasser was stabbed multiple times by another inmate at the uh, federal prison in Florida where he's at. That prison has a staffing shortage right now. The Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison responded to this attack on Chauvin in a statement saying he was saddened by the attack and that Chauvin should be able to serve his sentence without fear of retaliation or violence. And interestingly, this incident does come after Chauvin recently spoke out for a new documentary. He did a phone interview where he said that the whole trial was a sham. And he said he learned that knee restraint technique. It was a technique that he learned in police training. No word right now from Chauvin's attorney. All right. So Chauvin is probably going to die. There's yeah, no they're going to kill this guy. There's no doubt about it. Uh, that was the death sentence, though. Immediately when they put him in jail, everybody knew this, that he was going to die in prison by some uh, calculated murder. And it's going to happen one way or another. He'll go back in, right? Is basically what they're saying. And he's going to uh, be shanked again. Uh-oh. No? No shank? Oh, no. No shank. Oh, no, Frank, I can't hear you. Yo, Mike, oh. <laughs> Yo, did I cut out? Oh, no, can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah. All right, good, yeah. 
<laughs> sounded like you were on a roll there, and then uh, the government shut you down. Yeah, well, it's the uh, the triple A uh, agencies, the alphabet agencies, right? They they know we're talking Derek Chauvin. That's the that's the line we crossed, right? I talk about the tomb of Gilgamesh and uh, Hillary Clinton, you know, eat, you know, drinking the blood of the young. But uh, we crossed the line by talking Derek Chauvin, you know, being stabbed in prison. <laughs> it's so sad. They have to kill him so he goes away because they can't let him appeal and get away. You know what I mean? Like the Supreme Court, didn't, uh, they, they don't want to hear his case. It's so sad. I feel so bad for this guy. And what about Tao Tao? God, oh, poor Tao Tao. Never don't forget. <laughs> Say his name. Say his name, people. Don't forget about Tao Tao. He is. Actually, we're away. really racist because his name is Tao Tao. I heard the other day. Well, I'm definitely a bigot. Certifiable. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. And you're right. Tao Tao. Say his name, actually, people. Tao Tao. Tao Tao. Tao Tao. I love your Tao no matter what, buddy. <laughs> That's <You know>? right. <laughs> is it Towel or Tao? I'm kind of hearing Towel now. I don't know. I'm an American, dude. Keep it Mike Jones, and I'll remember forever. He could release a clothing line or some sort of fabric company, two towels, two towels, right? (laughs) Just selling towels. (laughs) Two towels at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Just changing the world, two towels at a time, you know? Speaking of doing two things at once, that's uh, the Travis Kelsey uh, favorite line from the you know myocarditis vaccine commercials that he's been promoting uh, twice at once, double time, whatever it is. Uh, it's all leading down the road of myocarditis for everybody, right? Everyone's got the vaccine side effects, uh, the excess mortality rates through the roof around the world. One guy, one guy out there only speaking out about it, in my opinion, to credible audiences who's getting an actual listen uh, is RFK Jr. Mike, we know he's our favorite CIA asset, the guy who's maybe maybe throwing the election for Trump. Maybe he's throwing it for Biden, right? Nobody knows. Uh, Either way, he was on a recent podcast talking about my favorite villain, the supervillain of our ages, Bill Gates. Uh, and how he has learned to monopolize philanthropy. Did you see this by any means? No. I found this to be fascinating. This is a great way to kind of explain to people how Bill Gates truly is the most evil person on the planet. Second maybe to Tony Fauci. The dude loves to torture beagles and kill orphans, so maybe Fauci still takes the number one spot. But yeah, I'm putting Fauci ahead of Hitler, honestly. Fauci is, God, he's got to be the single most evil person ever to exist in our planet. He literally just, for the past 50 years, he walked into the most vulnerable uh, populations and just tested on them and experimented, tortured. Know. You know, like God. the gays in the 80s, Beatles in the forever... <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're right. I, okay, Fauci, number one most evil person ever to exist. Number two, uh, we'll go with Bill Gates. <laughs> all, those, all the grandmas that died behind those fucking plastic barriers. Oh, just, man. You know, and he was just out there talking about how great it was, pit, throwing out the first pitch. I'll never forget uh, that first pitch, ever. Uh, All right, so I got a good one. I thought you would really enjoy this. We still got time. This is RFK talking about Bill Gates uh, monetizing philanthropy when he's really just killing people. All the promises of globalization that we made to the African people back in 1996 um, when Clinton was president and Gates was driving the foreign policy um, those promises all got broken because now that corn was left in heaps on the on the docks and it wasn't being shipped. And there were 10,000 African children dying a month of starvation. Uh, the lockdowns really destroyed that whole illusion of, of globalization. But, you know, it, it was a money-making enterprise for Gates. And the vaccines are the same thing. He gives the money, gets tax deductions for giving the money to the WHO. Mm-hmm. He gains control of the WHO. He, he, the WHO pays for finance the health ministries in virtually every country in, Latin, in Africa. Mm. So he can then say, as a condition of getting that money, this is what WHO does. As a condition to get that money, you have to show that you vaccinated a certain percentage of, the, of your population. 
is right. a milestone. And but and the vaccines that they're buying are gay are owned by companies that Gates own. A sphincter says what? Yeah. Oh, this is a system where. Oh, I hit the wrong button. Damn it. <laughs> you know, at the end, the punchline on almost all of his philanthropic pro uh, projects are that he ends up making money. Oh, I don't look into his head and, you know, uh, and, and speculate about why he thinks the way that he does. But he did the same thing with Microsoft. Microsoft was, uh, you know, it was a monopoly. It's to control every aspect of vertically, vertically integrate and control every aspect uh, of the of the domain of, of the landscapes and, and you know be able to monetize um philanthropy make it make yourself richer it's the revenge of the nerds whatever girl <laughs> rejected him in high school it is on you to come back and sleep with him and fix close yes. the whatever it is yeah man <laughs> so this is wild stuff uh, it kind of really makes you think about what happened here with COVID, right? And the vaccine rollout and the constant booster rollout. The endless boosters makes it seem like we just didn't hit the quota. So they had to keep hitting the shots, getting them out there into the arms so they can reach that percentage quota that has been established by Bill Gates' companies with their, you know, contracts with the World Health Organization. Yeah, that's disgusting. So he owns the World Health Organization, and then they decide what you have to vaccinate with, which is her, his vaccines. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And what did we just sign on to, us and pretty much every other country around the world? We just agreed to give the World Health Organization full control over shutting down the world the next time they perceive some sort of pandemic on the rise. And places like New York are passing laws that, like, they, they will have the right to remove you from your home and put you in a quarantine camp. Oh yeah. If you're found to be positive of this of, of a virus that's a public threat that they consider a public threat. And what blows me away the most is COVID was never a public threat. That's right. Absolutely, man, but they're going to they're going to figure out a way to make the next one a public threat. Take a look at what happened in Australia. That was the beta test. They figured out what to do there. It wasn't perfect, but they set up a scenario where they had actual concentration camps to bring in people so they could quarantine for 14 days or longer, depending on how they tested out on those bogus PCR tests, which we know don't work. But that's okay. That you... Bill Gates is making. Yes. That's the best part. He's making the test that tells you you're positive, and now you need to take his vaccine, you know? Absolutely, man. And if uh... you don't want to take the vaccine, well, you can just live in this camp forever and ever. Yeah, what do we always talk about? The It's God's joke to the world. Just like, he'll give you the big dick, but they make you a 5'7 bald guy. You know? <laughs> so it's... He gives Jav Keddy all the knowledge, all the wisdom to just... Get it out there, teach us what we need to know to steer us in the right direction and away from the evil. But then he gives them a voice that makes it impossible to just get it out there, you know? RFK, yeah, we cannot understand a word he's ever saying, no matter what. Uh, and that sucks, absolutely. I'm a fan of the dude. I, again, I like anybody out there just speaking the truth and giving us some somewhat honest answers about kind of the nefarious activities we've clearly been seeing unfolding uh, before us. Kennedy makes me nervous because he's a huge fan of the climate change nonsense, and he's, he's a big pusher for the green energy uh, stuff, which means he's definitely probably on board with the chemtrailing operations and all the geoengineering they're all about. Uh, yeah, blocking the sun. Blocking the sun like any villain wants to do or would want to do. It's the classic Mr. Burns, man, but uh, I do love that he's out there at the very least exposing people like Bill Gates because Bill Gates is the reason why we have planes blocking the sun or creating false storms. Bill Gates is the reason why we have genetically modified foods taking over the food markets, why we don't have access to true real-life seeds, right, where we can grow our own fruit and vegetables. Like, Bill Gates wants to control all of our food, make us take his vaccines. He wants to lock us down in these 15-minute cities. And if any of us fight against it, well, they're going to build these giant FEMA camps where they can house us and imprison us and then poison us, I can presume, right? That's got to be the scenario. What scares me the most is, like, 
COVID was literally nothing. And what is what is stopping them from doing it over literally nothing? There might not even be a virus. They just tell you there's a virus. Oh, take this test. And they're just programmed that, you know, one in 10 come up positive. Are we still sure yet that there was actually a COVID-19? No, I really... I, I, or was it a mutated Or, or that it was any different than COVID-18 or COVID-17. <laughs> like, nobody remembers yeah. the fact that we called it COVID-19 was because it was the COVID virus of the year 2019. And we yeah, had them every year before that. Absolutely, dude. It's mind-blowing to me uh, how we allowed that to take place. Here we are years later. If COVID-19 was a real thing, wouldn't it be like circling the globe and wiping people out still? No. The virus is doing it. I mean, the vaccine is doing that. That's right. You got it right. Just ask Bronny James how he's doing and how his new MB or you know NCAA basketball season is treating him. All right? Yeah, dude, that guy went from the most talked about player in college. He, he was going to be NBA. Just on name alone, just his name, he had a free ticket to the NBA, man. And you talked about it there, uh, the other day about how that was like, that might have been LeBron's sacrifice. Yeah, well, that's the Kanye rant from uh, many moons ago, and a lot of folks have talked about how when it comes to the kind of you know satanic ritualistic nature to gaining the fame there must be a sacrifice of something you love or someone you love and Kanye again like I said alluded to Jordan and his father I believe right and even his own mother Kanye's mother and then you know LeBron look at his son man that's how you know the dude's life is forever changed for the worse he's not you know he'll never be able to play the you know the game with LeBron and yeah, man, that could be one of those uh, deal deals with the devil. Who knows, like man? If you, no, if you look at like his whole thing, it's almost like he made a wish on one of those monkey paws. You huh. know, we're like, well, there's I video. wish to be the greatest basketball player. Well, it was like, okay, you now f- you broke all the records, but people still don't think you're the greatest, no matter how many. Yeah, wow. And it cost you your kid, you know? So there are lots of footage, uh, lots of videos out there of LeBron doing uh, some pre-game rituals that he does like a kind of a dance and makes all sorts of symbols with his hands and a lot of them are you know seemingly allegedly linked to celebrations of you know Moloch and Baal and you know they're satanic in nature and he makes a gesture where he's almost showing like 666 with his fingers and it's this whole thing he does before every game. So there's a lot of theories out there that he's kind of into the whole, uh, you know, satanic worship thing, the Lucifer game, and, you know, using the uh, energies and powers of Satan to be the greatest, allegedly, but maybe you're right, maybe part of the contract, maybe it's a catch-22, right? There's probably also always this weird catch where you just get screwed over in the end. Oh, yeah. So I can only assume the house wins when it comes to the devil, right? That's kind of what (laughs) (laughs) That's that's probably my guess, uh, especially with LeBron. And you're right on the money. LeBron probably never going to reach the rings, right? He'll never get those six rings that uh, Michael Jordan had. And it doesn't matter how many records you break. You know, like what he, he broke the most points and everybody was just like, yeah, but he just stayed in forever. You know? <laughs> I know. Yeah, you just outlasted. Although I think Jordan played to like 42. You know, when he came back and was playing for the Wizards. I'm the Wizards. He was putting up triple-doubles still, man. I mean, Jordan was competing against those young guys. There's no doubt. You know, unfortunately for him, he just didn't have the same kind of conditioning. But Jordan also, just like like every sport, man, he, Michael Jordan was pre, like, pussified America. That's right. You watch those old games, man. They're throwing bows. They're fucking. (laughs) It's a tougher game. And he wasn't stepping into the cryo chamber after the game for an hour. Like he was going to Vegas to gamble and hang out with hookers. 